As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all, Seven Nuns in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Sam Darnold sucks so bad he made Matt Rule and David Tepper take back Cam Newton. All is right in the world. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. a Tony Carrenti stand because he was just following the damn rules and Cassius Mark Marsh broke him. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. And with me, as always, is AJ, the Mac stays intact, Marchese. Look, I, I like the maneuvers, Rob. I'm kind of sad that, that they're not happening. Middle Tennessee just geographically was too nonsense for me to enjoy that. It's fair. That's fair. I mean, if the Mac could add one team, Rob, from anyone in your heart, who would you want to see them add? Ohio State. <clears throat> That would be my dream. I'd love to watch the Buckeyes play on a Wednesday in November. That should be sick. I mean, they'd have center show every week. It'd be amazing. Today we're breaking down the best and worst rookies from week nine in the NFL. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven. Seven. Seven, seven, seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood? Lineman, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol... You can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Speaking of favorite teams, AJ, how about that Kentucky-Duke game on, uh, on what was that, Tuesday night? Yeah, uh, what would you think of the gift Coach K got yeah, well, as you know, I, I do host the the Coach K Final Tour Spotify Green Room mm-hmm. live on the, the audio-only Sports Talk platform. 
And so they gave him a uh, a stick on unibrow. I thought that was is very tasteful. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, a little dated, but very tasteful. But I mean, the, Anthony Davis was the only guy who could win Cal a, a tournament. It's true. So it's true. I think Coach a, K called him the one that got away. Yeah, well, it was kind of a, a slap in the face to Coach K to rub in his face that Cal beat him uh, that year. Literally had to rub the unibrow onto his face to wear it. And that's where you can talk to AJ or any other sports media member on Spotify Green Room. Get in on the conversations that you listen to here and everywhere every day. Show your own experiences and takes on the app. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and be notified when Green Rooms go live. Speaking of going live, AJ, how about that Trevor Lawrence character against the Buffalo Bills? No, he was no live here, Rob, but he was uh, a winner, and that's all that matters, I think. Was that the the worst rookie quarterback win we've seen this year I think, I think so yeah like just both in terms of his play and in terms of enjoyment on your end um yeah it was a terrible football game uh it was very long on like i watched it live but then i also rewatched it to get a good look at old t law um and it was still really long it was a really long condensed game rob and i didn't enjoy it uh, how long was it condensed 44 i think it could be worse. It could, could be, be worse. worse, but it's a 9-6 football game. I'm like, okay, I'm breezing in at 32 minutes going into this. I'm like, that's my guess. 32, 33 minutes. Uh, let's that's get in, down. let's get out, and then it was like 45-ish. Um, I was going to say, Fields was 45, but that was like a good game if you exclude the penalties. Yeah, and that was a big story of this game. I think there was like 20 penalties in this game. So the Jags, again, had eight. But somehow, like, the, the Bills had 12 for, like, over 100 yards. So it was, like, a very poorly played game on both sides. Uh, for the Jags, I'll start there, I guess, because that's who we're talking about. Again, holds, blocks in the back, lots of stupid penalties on offense. It was more offense than defense this time, too. False starts, just dumb penalties. It, the offense was ugly. Um, getting to Lawrence, though, like, I don't know, first play of the game. A little rollout, dumped it off to Dan Arnold for the first uh, first down. Good Good work. Um, <laughs> a little later, made it like a really nice throw. There wasn't a lot of nice throws, Rob. It was fucking boring. Uh, between two defenders, and it was just a terrible drop by Luke Farrell. It's like, I forgot about you, Luke Farrell. Good work. Um, and like, they went for it on fourth, like at fourth and two. Little out to Agnew, who's open. He caught it. He ran it. Good work. It was just a lot of dumping balls off. Like, some stuff like, you know, he's in a good rhythm. He's moving some sticks. Uh, but nothing to get excited about. Um, didn't turn the ball over, but, like, one absolute stinker of a throw. Like, I don't know what happened. The ball just, like, squirted out of his hand funny, and it it, it fell short of, like, two Bills defenders. Not, neither of them could dive and grab it, and uh, the, the, the receiver was behind both of them. I don't know what the fuck that was. And then uh, he got hurt, as I'm sure you're aware of. Um, it was weird looking, honestly. It, it looked, like, really gentle. Like, he kind of rolled up on, but it didn't look that serious. Like, he went down pretty hard, and he was down the field, right? But... Uh, didn't end up missing all that much time, but uh, for the record, C.J. Beathard came in and immediately started slinging the ball. Like he threw, he threw what would have been a beautiful touchdown pass. It was dropped. Uh, had another nice ball to Dan Arnold, where he was just taking way more chances than Trevor Lawrence. He was more enjoyable to watch than Trevor Lawrence was, and I guess because he just doesn't give a fuck and he's hucking around. Um, 
And then luckily for the Jaguars, uh, Josh Allen just decided to take over the game. And there, Josh Allen started to take over the game. And it's halftime. Lawrence came back. The second half was a lot of nothing, man. Like, it, Lawrence only missed like four minutes, but the third quarter was like fucking nothing. The, most of the fourth quarter was nothing. It was a terrible football game. Um, he had one play where he rolled out. They're just trying to kill the clock at this point. Uh, they're up nine to six. He threw it right to Trey White. It was behind the receiver. It was a bad throw. It was low. Like it was a tough play for White. He did not come up with it. Um, he could have very easily though. So that was lucky for Lawrence. Uh, and then the very next play after that, Marvin Jones, wide open, deep, would have put the big exclamation point on the win. Easy touchdown. He overthrew him, and uh, instead they won the next possession via walk-off punt. So nothing really to write home about for Trevor Lawrence. It was not impressive. This offense is not impressive. Uh, Josh Allen and James Robinson are their two best players. I think that's that's what you can say about that. Should C.J. Beathard uh, do to Trevor Lawrence what Mike White has done to Zach Wilson? No, no, he shouldn't. And But <laughs> he regardless... Uh, I hate that they won this game because when Urban Meyer is not going to get fired, he's going to say, hey, I beat the Bills, and they're in the playoffs. So look at that, and I hate that. Is the, what Was there any major good, major plays from Trevor? Like, no. no. It was just – was it bland play calling? Was it – Yeah, it was. The, I don't think there was a lot of play action. It was really terrible. It's almost like – they had a feeling they could win the game, and they took zero risks. It's maybe they had like a good—I mean, they did have a good defensive game plan, but maybe they knew that going in and just decided to say, "Fuck it, let's just do nothing on offense." They tried running the ball, not much success. Obviously, Robinson was out. Carlos Hyde is Carlos Hyde. Um, <laughs> there was nothing, man. There was really nothing. And then they had that final like shot to Marvin Jones. It would have been great, and he just chucked it. I there was really nothing to write home about in this performance. I was going to ask you, um, obviously. After the first third of the season, mm-hmm. we said Trevor Lawrence was the best rookie quarterback at that mm-hmm. point in time. Now we're at the halfway mark, and still no one has really grabbed the reins as even an offensive rookie of the year candidate, in my no. opinion. Like, big media is going to push Mac Jones because he's a Patriots quarterback and he's white and he's from Alabama. But other than that, like, I think. The most impressive games, I, I I would argue, have been Justin Fields' the last two weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Justin Fields on Monday night was probably the most impressive and most fun too. But even even given that, like if you look at his numbers, like he's his, his he he's had some major struggles previously that yeah. like he's still not close to being in the rookie of the year contention, given also what Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase have been doing even no. though they've been slowed in recent weeks maybe everyone's hitting the rookie wall uh hey we got the extra game this year there's no real halfway point maybe you're right maybe this is the wall here if we're gonna call this the midway point of the season essentially yeah who who would be your pick for the for the uh quarterback like for the quarterback on the midway season all rookie team yeah i don't know i don't know like all these quarterbacks are in bad situations like, it feels like, I don't know. Mac Jones has played the most well, if I can phrase it that way. But that doesn't mean he's the best at all, because he's not the best. Um, no. And this is another shit game. I'll get there in a bit. Um, but <laughs> I, I guess I, Justin Fields has been the most exciting. And my team, I want them to be exciting. So I'm going to pick Justin Fields. Uh, other quarterbacks in the rookie QB rundown. Obviously, Zach Wilson was out on Thursday Night Football. Trey Lance still not playing. 
Uh, so we get to Justin Fields, who uh, made his Monday night football debut um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Almost won the game. Yeah. Tony Corrente really stepped it up for my Steelers. Uh, Fields ended up with 291 passing, a touchdown, a pick, eight carries, 45 yards. It was an awesome game from him. Mm-hmm. I think his best passing performance, I know last week the the numbers were a little more efficient against San Francisco, uh, and he did more as a runner, but I think in terms of big plays and yeah. NFL-level throws, this was his best game of the season. Um, and, and if you break it down... I'll run point on this one because you had the you had Lawrence and Mac Jones, but you Go feel free it. to chime in. Um, the first quarter was pretty uh, uneventful. Uh, I thought the offensive line and the play calling just weren't really doing him a ton of favors. But he still seemed he he always seems poised and confident. Um, like he he never gets gun shy, and the rush never gets to his head, despite how many hits he is taking. Like T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward were all over him throughout this game, and it didn't kill him. Um, and like, even like Cam Hayward had the batted ball interception and that didn't really seem to rattle him even. Mm -hmm. And then he, he, I I thought kind of in the second quarter, you started to see more confidence, uh, confident throws from him. Um, I, I I noted a, a handful of throws. So in the second quarter, he ripped a play action ball on a post that Marquise Goodwin dropped, should have had it. But then. Later, play action rolls to the left, dots it on the sideline to commit for a huge game gain, and then uh, on a drive just before half, out of the gun, tight window throw over the middle to commit, followed by a perfect ball down the seam between a corner and a safety to commit, again out of gun. That set up a field goal before half, so it's 14-3. couple solid throws, nothing spectacular. Uh, and then he really found himself in this, the second half. Uh, they opened the, th- the third quarter, third and eight scramble drill at a gun, to his left, he I thought he really made a handful of awesome throws rolling to his left, which, mm. as we know, is no easy task. Um, and he hit A-Rob for uh, a first down, and that kind of got the drive really going. Next, uh, a play-action straight drop. He hit good one on, the, on a deep ball that was slightly underthrown, and they reviewed it for a long time. Yeah. But it was still a big-time, I thought, rookie quarterback throw. And then that was followed by a, another tight window throw over the middle to Komet uh, for a first down, which then led to a field goal. Um, and then the next drive, just before the fourth quarter, he had a, a deep hash throw to uh, Darnell Mooney, who found a, a hole in his own. Um, and then his best throw of the day came on a play-action straight drop where he hit Jimmy Graham with a, the DB in trail position and the safety over the top, and it was the tightest yeah. window. And it was like almost like a bucket drop. Uh, it was just perfect placement. It was 25-plus air yards, and it led to a touchdown run um, by Mooney at a Wildcat. Uh, and then the next the next drive, he ripped a deep ball to A-Rod. That was a little high, but it went off his hands, and they ended up having a punt. So they ended up down 26-20. But he uh, there's a, there was like a handful of plays and then eventually he he hit Allen Robinson down the sideline on a slot fade and it was another perfect uh throw mm-hmm. and then um the the that drive ended with him out, out on a scramble drill to his left again kept his eyes downfield and he found Darnell Mooney in the corner for a touchdown and that made it 27-26 and then obviously Pittsburgh 
uh, got a field goal. And his final drive, he had a couple throws to commit on the sideline, and then the field goal was 65-yarder. That didn't doink, despite what Levy said. <laughs> and, and, and overall, it just there was so many throws all over the field that were like 15, 20-plus yards downfield. And uh, he just, I don't know, I, I think specifically the throws he was making um, that were on plays that were off schedule and he, he was out of structure and he was rolling to his left. Like, those are really fantastic throws. And that Jimmy Graham throw, that's gonna that's burned into my mind of how perfect mm-hmm. that ball placement was. Uh, and then, uh, like, play calling was a little better. I want to still see more play action pass because he's so good at that. Uh, and him and Allen Robinson clearly just don't have a lot of chemistry with Hurts, but yeah. um, of his eight carries, too, I, I noticed they had three zone reads in there and a QB draw. So they're starting to use his legs a little more in designed ways, too. It was definitely like, you know, so many flashy throws. I think you hit all the throws I was going to bring up. Uh, the first one, you know, like the, the PA roll left to commit on the sideline was beautiful. And it felt like they, they went back to something like very similar look. That it was a roll right, but then this time it was like right at TJ Watt, and he just sacked Fields so easy. So I think that's kind of like Nagy just I don't know going back to the well too much. Um, one other throw I wanted to point out um, after that um, the 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 Jimmy throw, and before the A Rob dime, do you remember the moonshot he threw to Mooney right before the second uh, uh, the two minute warning? That was just just like a a hair overthrow. Yeah, like the throw yeah. I thought itself was unreal because it was a fucking. He Laser. put that up high, and I don't know the yardage on it, but it was it was big yardage. Uh, the the broadcast said he had other guys open. I didn't really get a good replay look, but I thought the throw itself was really good. Like it was just like just out of Mooney's reach. Like he just said, I thought that was a. If he hit that, that probably would have been the most holy shit throw of the day. Um, but yeah, that Jimmy throw was was ridiculous, and yeah, just his ability to, um, on the on the on the moon on the Mooney touchdown, extend the play like you said. But, like, even just the way he threw the ball itself, like, it was perfectly timed, uh, perfectly placed, like, just perfect, like, touch on it, too. It wasn't, like, an amazing throw or anything, but it was a great play. Um, and, like, uh, here from PFF, he, they said he was amazing from a clean pocket, uh, 10.3 yards per attempt uh, with one touchdown and a pick. And then under pressure, 9.3 yards per attempt, uh, ran for 17 yards. And, yeah, he was sacked three times, but T.J. Watt's a monster. So, uh, overall, um, I think promising as hell. Yeah. And, and this is what you kind of hoped and expected to see, uh, you know, after all the hype in the summer, right? And it's also nice that they uh, they get the loss, so Matt Nagy might still be fired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any I think from what we've seen, a lot of coaches would be drooling with the opportunity to coach him. Yeah, no, he he's I, still the thing that sticks out the most to me, like despite the arm talent, despite the the wild placement throws, despite the, the mobility, it's the poise, the poise, well, and that he just never rattled. He was getting both hit legally a lot and illegally, and they were not giving him any flags. No, they, it was like in the NBA when if you're you're not a all star, you're not getting the calls. That's what it felt like. So I think someone pointed out it was like the way Cam Newton used to never get calls because mm-hmm. he's so big. And strong, they'd like, or maybe because he wasn't white. I don't know. Um, those 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 calls weren't coming his way the way they would for yeah. other big time quarterbacks. But anyway, but no, sorry. Last point though, like like we just said, like you said, the poise, like getting hit that much legally and illegally, not getting frazzled by not flags in Pittsburgh, 
winning the game, like he won the game, and then the Bears lost it. Like you know, what I mean that that's such that's such big time. Um, so from Justin Fields to to Mac, what did we think of Mac? Yeah, I uh, didn't think much of here. First of all, from PFF, do you? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, do you think that like media's finally? Especially based on the last two games, the media is going to finally cool their jets on the Mac Jones hype. I think so. But the Patriots are playing well, right? Like, it's... Yeah, I know that they're winning games, but it's not, like... I don't know. It's it's weird how much how much buzz he gets despite very lackluster play. Yeah, it's more of the same for Mac Jones, I thought. And now, like, the, the stats aren't... Like, it's 12 of 18, 139 yards, touchdown at a pick. Uh, also fumbled. Like... Nearly 70% of his yards uh, in this game, this from PFF, came after the catch. He only 139 yards, so there's not a lot of air yards in there. Um, it's screens, passes around the line of scrimmage. Um, one thing to kind of highlight that I thought, it, was, it wasn't often, it was only like two plays maybe, but just cause, just to avoid talking about the same shit of Mac Jones. Because I, really, I, think, I think it's really interesting to see where he evolves. Right? So let's talk about that shit a little bit more. They moved him out on some sprints, like once or twice, not a lot, uh, but it felt like something that we haven't seen so far. So I thought I'd mention it. He didn't look bad sprinting to the right. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, one thing I saw, I think a three plays I'll highlight through here. Went empty, five wide. Uh, the first time they did it, delay a game. So I think it was maybe he was trying to make calls. I think he was changing the protection. Maybe a little too much there. So that's a little like, you know, the, the little chink in the armor there for Mac Jones. Um you know, but like the stuff that he does, like in the structure, is so good. Like one throw, well timed, hit his drop, uh, some pressure, ball was up, really nice to Hunter Henry, converts to third and seven, really well done. Um, took a bad sack where he held onto the ball too long, kind of rolled to the right a little bit. Didn't feel Brian Burns coming backside, blindside, strip sack, uh, Panthers ball. Um, so those that's kind of the ups and downs where sometimes he feels it so well and sometimes he just doesn't. Um, one more other thing is, you speak of the, the, the Patriots quarterback tradition. He's keeping the tradition of the quarterback sneak alive and well. I, I don't know. I don't have any stats, but they're sneaking more than any team, I feel like. They do it so much, and he's really good at it. Um, then the interception came. Again, empty. Five wide. Stephon Gilmore got his revenge. Uh, they tried to kind of throw a little pick play. Uh, they didn't throw the pick play. And I don't think Mack even looked. He just threw it right to to uh to Gilmore and I don't know what the hell he was doing. That so this kind of like made me feel like he doesn't have a good feel for going out wide and all the success has come, you know, tight formations, play action, uh easy not easy throws, I mean easier throws, but he's made some nice throws off play action, uh and screens and stuff like that. And in general, he basically never throws to wide receivers. I know the receivers suck there, but it's still kind of fucking hilarious. Um <laughs> Speaking of not throwing to wide receiver, I think his best throw of the day, third down, third in like six, uh, Bolden out of the backfield, of course, ran a wheel, just lobbed it up to him, really nice, went for like 28 yards, not a lot of yak there, probably his best throw of the day. Uh, the touchdown pass was pretty solid, it was just a goal line post up on Hunter Henry, Jones made a good throw, put it low, stuck it on Henry, they were on the same page, he went low, it was right at the goal line, just as the ball crossed the plane, it was a good throw, but like nothing to, to get excited about. And then the last time they, they went to go empty... Uh, he got a gift of a pass interference, but it was a deep route, like a vert. The throw was not catchable. The call was really soft. He just tried throwing it deep, and it wasn't close. So I think going forward, seeing them try to go empty more often, I don't even know why they bothered. I guess just trying to develop him a little bit more. 
because I thought he really, really struggled on it. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like he's almost the anti Justin Fields in that he never makes any extremely impressive throws in a game. He's very boring. Yes. Oh, he um, he's all biscuit, no risk it. Versus Fields has been pushing the ball deep, and it it hasn't paid off until the last two weeks where it's yeah. really paid off. And obviously, three weeks ago, he had that terrible three interception game, but um. He's learned from that versus Mac Jones is playing the same way, and it feels like the the league is catching up to it a little bit. Where it's Josh McDaniels is doing the most he can with what he's got, but the the overall talent just isn't there for Mac Jones to truly lift an offense, right? Like, agreed. The, yeah. The, the, they need everything else to be clicking for Mac Jones to click versus Justin Fields can make an offense click because of this talent level. Yeah, and I mean he had a bad interception and he fumbled. So two turnovers, and he only threw for 139 yards, yet they still dominated this game, and it's because their running game was so fucking good. Right. Like, they, they lean on the running game, the layup throws. Yeah, that's what they've been, and, and McDaniels deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, and, and the, the, the other thing is, like, I want to see what happens when they play a team that has has a, a consistently explosive offense and they get into a shootout-type situation. Right? Like, because I know they played Tampa, but that was – that was a great defensive showing from New England when they did play Tampa. So I, th- so I think that's what it, they're just going to lean on, right? They, but you're right. Though, I, I do really want to see them in a situation where that defense, it's a young defense. They're playing really good football right now. I feel like they're not even getting enough credit, to be honest. Um, but I do want to see them in a situation where that defense isn't something they can rely on. They get behind in a game, and Mac Jones has to make some big boy throws. I hope I hope the well, Bills should wake the fuck up and put some points up I, on them. because I feel like I was going to say... The, the the best example of that would be Dallas. Um, yeah, yeah. Where where Dallas beat them in overtime, but uh, even even there, like Damian Harris played a really really strong game, um, and they they had Trevon Diggs despite the pick six. Trevon Diggs then gave the, up the, the Kendrick blow. Bourne touchdown. Yeah. Right, like there was just things like that. Um, but anyway, no Davis Mills this week. Are you sad? Uh, yeah, but you got to watch Tyrod if you want to give us a one-word breakdown on Tyrod. Pray for him. Oh, no. That hyphenate that. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it, Ralph. Thank you. Uh, so let's just jump straight into Rookie of the Week. Did you have a clear offense for Rookie of the Week? No, no stud for me, but I'm going to give it to a guy who had his big breakout game, uh, fantastic game individually. The team wasn't great. And I was just really happy. I was most happy to see him have a big game. And it was Elijah Moore, in my opinion. Okay, so I I, I think um, I ended up putting him for primetime star to put him somewhere. I thought you might have, yeah. Um, but the this was, like, it, it kind of felt like, especially since Zach Wilson got hurt, that Elijah Moore is the guy that we heard he was going to be. Yeah. And, may, and now he's finally getting his, his chances. Um, yeah, speak on it. Seven catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns. Couple, couple uh, plays I want to highlight. 20 yard in, uh, really just nice stick step, sold the DB. White hit him. Uh, and then very next play was the first touchdown via the wheel, where like Rhodes was just in terrible coverage, but Moore ran a really nice route. It was he ran it so well. He sold the flat really well. Uh, yeah. Just cruise. He like he hit the head fake. He looked like he was really just going to the fact the, the flat. Cruise right up field. He was wide open. Touchdown. Uh, the second touchdown, crossing route on play action. Again, wide open. Johnson puts it on him. But then he had to break a tackle to get into the end zone. Really nice play. And just really crisp through his routes. 
Um, he was just really, like, and, and then throughout the game, just really good games. I thought the in-breaking routes and the outs, like, just in and outs, uh, he was just running them so quickly, so crisply, so fluidly, fast in and out of them. I thought it was, like, a pretty good uh, route-running clinic. Uh, a couple digs that he just ran so beautifully. It was a great game from Elijah Moore, and I definitely agree. It feels like this was more on Zach Wilson not being able to get him involved. I'm sure it's also him finding his footing in the league, but he is now looking like we thought he would coming out and coming into the year. And and balling pretty nice. This was a this was a great game, and he was one of the few good Jets. Um, he feels like if they can get some consistent quarterback play from whoever it is, yeah, like he he's going to end the season as the go to target. Like yeah, Corey it's... Davis was playing really well before he got hurt, but yeah. just based on the skill set Elijah Moore has, it, it's going to fit well in in what this team tries to do on offense yeah and Crowder has been banged up and not doing too much and uh Dental Mims is the non-factor which I like to see him out of there um so yeah I know I, I think like even without even if he doesn't play that well he's gonna be that dude but he looks like he's trying to play some some really good football I'm gonna also go with a receiver um Devonta Smith Devonta Smith uh against the Chargers Six targets, five catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. He is the reason the Eagles could hang with the Chargers in this game and almost mm-hmm. upset them. Yep. Um, especially in the second half, uh, he he had four of his catches on two touchdown drives in the second half. So back-to-back first-down grabs in the third quarter, one coming off a play-action comeback route where he was wide open because uh, he just his, his ability to stop on a dime just lost uh, and, and hit that comeback, just l- completely lost the corner. Um, and then he had a deep crosser uh, where we, we I mean, if you're going to look for holes in potential holes in his game, it would have been his ability to make plays through contact. Yeah. And he, he made a great combat catch coming across uh, across the field with like two DBs on him. And that helps set up a, a scoring drive. Uh, and then the fourth quarter, the the drive that tied it 24-24, he had a deep out on the sideline for a first down conversion on second and 16, where, again, he just attacked vertically, ate the cushion, and and totally caught the DB flat-footed because of his ability to, to break, um, break to the outside and really not lose speed in his route. Uh, and then later in that drive, he had a key block on Jalen Hurts' third and fourth scramble for a first down. Like he just he's just stuck his ass into the DB. Like, <laughs> it, but it was it's all they needed for Hurts to find some space and pick up the first down. And then the next play was the deep crosser uh, for his kind of stretch out touchdown. Where once again, both on both on the that combat catch over the middle and the deep crosser on both of those, he stemmed those routes really mm-hmm. well. To attack hips, win leverage, and, and create space uh, separation through throughout running. Um, so I I just thought it was interesting that on between the four catches, two were his ability to stop on a dime and, and um, break his route, uh, and then the other two being his ability to attack leverage. He's just such a smart wide receiver. Yeah. No. I- um, and it was almost like, despite him having 100 yards and a touchdown, it was almost a quiet, it felt like a quiet 100, a quiet touchdown 
but this was a very much like Devonta Smith's going to find his way in this league. Uh, he's also on pace for a thousand yards, and like I feel like nobody talks about him very much. Yeah, it, it felt like pretty ho hum. But like every time they needed a play, it was to him, and I was really happy to see that because, you know, they've gotten away from him in recent weeks, and it's both been because they are struggling or they're like just winning so much they don't need to throw the ball. <laughs> like it's it's been kind of funny, and he hasn't been the greatest, but I'm glad he's had this big old comeback. And no, he was really he was really fantastic. I didn't put him anywhere. I thought it was a really good week for rookies. I'm like I know Rob's going to talk about him, so I didn't put him anywhere, and I'm I kind of had a feeling you're going to put him off as a rookie of the week. Did you have a clear defensive rookie? Uh, yes, because the stats were kind of undeniable, and it's a guy that we've talked about uh, a plenty in Michael Parsons, who I'll give you the stats. Like it's hard to just say it's no, it's, it's anyone else. Ten tackles, even though they, like the, the team was shit. Ten tackles, two and a half sacks, three TFLs. Uh, like <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. And I saw this tweet. Uh, he's the first player in history with fifty tackles, ten TFLs, and five sacks through his first eight games. Um, but breaking down the stacks individually, they're pretty fucking nasty. One, he just lined up over the center, uh, bliss up the middle, kind of, they, they brought other guys, so they kind of just, Parsons just timed it well. Like, he, he hesitated, uh, went towards Reisner a bit, and then stunted back inside, open gap, Gordon picked him up, but no fucking shot. Too quick, too explosive, got to Teddy. Uh, another, he blitzed right over Reisner this time, one-on-one, Nothing tricky. No, 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 not really any stunts or anything going. One on one against Reisner, and Reisner had no shot. It was just too explosive. He kind of just created contact, pushed him a little bit, got out, shot him, and got home. It was just too easy. Um, and then, like we saw, uh, what we talked about last week or the Vikings game, whatever it was, uh, more of those, that screen destroying. There was one play. The Broncos hit Judy. He was lined up like inside. This was like a, a bunch to the left, if I remember correctly. Uh, wide left. He like got to Judy. Uh, before he took like three steps, it was like ridiculous quickness. Um, I watched I watched Baldy break it down, and he made a good point where like after he brought Judy down, Judy like got up and like stared at him because like holy fuck, how did you make that play? Because <laughs> he's so fast. Um, it was pretty ridiculous. Just him. I know the Cowboys suck, uh, but now Randy Gregory's gonna be out, so I think we're gonna get to see more Edge Parsons, which I'm all for because he, he's he's awesome when they blitz him. He got to meet the Undertaker on the sideline. That's pretty cool. Great day for Michael Parsons, even though the Cowboys stunk. Uh, Michael Parsons, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, he is. Is it is it close at this point? No, because even the guys are like like I think Sertan's been amazing. He got banged up uh, in this game too, um, but like he just doesn't have the numbers. I, I don't think it's really close right now. I'll, even like mm-hmm. the edge rushers that that started off hot, like Most Greg Rousseau's been invisible. Oway hasn't really done much. Yeah, they've they've gone they've gone away. Um. I'll give you a Canadian for Defensive Rookie of the Week. What? Javon Holland. Nice. We're, it's like kind of Canadian. We're claiming him, but we'll like... Claim him, yeah. He's, he's the least like he was Canadian. Bo- he was Canadian. born in BC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll take it. Uh, he had a really... One, they deployed him in a really great way. Uh, but two, he looked so much better in coverage in this game. And um, he, he, uh, he got his first career interception. And that came on where he he was in single high and he just made a great break um, on, on a the the receiver had a step on the corner and it was to the back of the end zone from Tarad mm-hmm. and Holland just like ran perfectly under it bucket drop sh- like into his bucket um, <laughs> and it, it just I thought it showed really great uh, range on top of having great eyes to hold himself. 
to make Terod make that throw, and he kind of baited him, baited him into it. Uh, so that was awesome. But I think his most impactful plays, as impactful as that interception was, was they were blitzing him a ton. He had three or four like legit pressures that that uh, messed up the Texans' offense, and he helped cause two interceptions by blitzing. Um, now he did lose a fumble on a punt return, but this is defense on special teams, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, but just the way they were deploying him was just so much fun, mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna be hard pressed to find a DB who can man up a tight end play single high and blitz off the edge and he was doing all three of those things in this one game and i know it's the texans offense but this was a great sign i know he's had his struggles like individually in coverage but like i wasn't worried about him i feel like he's been playing well all season like it's like it's always around the football he's nearly making plays uh similar to a db that i'll talk about later but holland's been better than him and um his his fellow uh, conference mate but um yeah, no, I think Holland's been great this year. I really think he the, has. The other positive too is I thought Brandon Jones, the sec or is he second year now? Yeah, yeah. yeah the second year safety of Texas. Like those two are a really fun duo together. And, yeah. And, and Jones played really solidly too. Um, I also want to shout out my special teams rookie of the week. Okay. Kenny and Wangwu. Yeah. Because I couldn't not. Yeah. This to. this man had a ninety-eight yard kick return touchdown. Mind you, this was his second game. 98-yard kick return touchdown, and they ran a fake punt where he converted the fourth down for on a nine-yard run. I mean, doesn't get much better than that. He kept them, them get, in this game. He did. I want to see them get him involved uh, on offense now. Yeah, me too. I, I hope this kind of paves the way for some sort of at least like gadgety role. He's yeah. just such a freak athlete. Just give him like two touches, three touches a game like on offense. No big deal. Yes, please. Love that. Uh, who's your worst rookie? Uh, I'm going to Pittsburgh, if I may, Rob, and if it's okay with you. I thought Dan Moore was... Uh... I thought you would say him, so I chose somebody else. <laughs> I didn't okay. want to talk about it. Okay, I respect I- I'll leave it there. Dan Moore was bad. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Robert Quinn, I don't know. There were stretches of that game where uh, Dan Moore just couldn't touch Robert Quinn. Uh, I think he was only credited for three pressures, but no, no, no. There was way more than that. Uh, and it, like, it was all late in the game when Pittsburgh was trying to, you know, come back and obviously they did, but, um, well, and, and, and it, it was bad to the point that Tomlin even spoke on that they might move, rearrange the offensive line. I didn't even know that. That's, that's not a good sign. He had a few missed holds too. We've already talked about the, the refereeing in this game. Remind me of Super Bowl 40. Um, no, that's wrong. <laughs> he had a few missed holds. You know, the, the Ben one where he, uh, you know, his, he kept it and ran. He had a, I swear to God, I never got a good replay, but he had a clear hold, I swear. Obviously, did give up a sack to Quinn, too. Quinn just ate his lunch. Well, I said, I said, I said, what, a week or two ago that you should be playing guard? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go to a familiar name Liam Eikenberg. <laughs> Come on. So, no. I couldn't believe how poorly he played against Houston, given what Houston's sticking up against him. Just Come it on. didn't matter. No, this was he. He must have allowed double digit pressures. He he was their worst offensive lineman in this game, and he was getting J- Jacoby Brissett can barely move already, and he's just getting Jacoby Brissett annihilated. I don't know who the offensive line coach is for the Dolphins, but they need to coach Eichenberg to 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 try and at least kick step to his landmarks. He's just like lunging into people. 
right off the snap in pass protection. It it was it was a clown show. That's what I'll call it. He just and like they can't run the ball anyway. He I don't know what you do with him at this point because like he needs to play because their offensive line so bad. But uh, he is not a left tackle. I know that for sure. Eichenberg's gonna be primetime star next week, and but it might not be for positive reasons. No, okay. Uh, I, I mentioned Elijah Moore, but uh, as my primetime star. But uh, I'll. Uh, I also have Pat Fryermuth here. Yeah, the Muth man. I knew you were gonna Miller, pick Fryermuth. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's baby Heath. Six baby targets. Gronk, man. F- five catches, forty-three yards, two touchdowns. The first touchdown was Heath Miller. It was, yeah. The second one was Gronk, though. Heath was pulling yeah. that ball down. He, yeah, he, he Heath couldn't do that. So very good point. Heath would have just but, ran a hitch. He wouldn't even tried running the route. The last three weeks, the usage of Muth yeah. has gone up so much. He's had at least six targets in the last three games. Uh, he's had over 40 yards in the last three games. Prior to those three games, he hadn't had more than 36 yards. He hadn't had more than five targets. Uh, and he has three touchdowns in the last three games. Like, he is – him and uh, him and Ben are starting to finally kind of – or maybe Ben just starting to trust him and realizes he is Heath Miller. Mm-hmm. And um, he's been the kind of the safety net. Go to him on key third and shorts. Find him in the red zone when the play's breaking down. He'll work his way open. Yeah, he's looked awesome. Yes, I'm really glad to. Um, like I think we both thought he could, you know, like maybe not the right pick, but he could find a good spot in this offense, and it's coming to fruition. Uh, so you stumped your guy. I'm going to stump my guy, Rob, who you've been being negative against. You're so wrong. Quiddy Pay is healthy, and he looked great against the Jets. And yes, it was the Jets, but he had seven pressures uh, and nine wins as a pass rusher from the old Piff. Uh, one of his his hit quarterback hits. I think he only had two tackles and a, and a PBU. Um, but um, one of his hits set Moses up wide, swiped back inside. It was just way too quick. Blew up Mike White. Uh, there was a series towards the end of the game where he just took over. Uh, 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 just a couple more, a couple of sick that plays he had. Another one on Moses, just like hit him with a long arm, ripped him, got to Johnson just as he got the throw off. Uh, not, not, nothing credit there, for, but obviously a win. Um, blew up Johnson, another one where he just ripped inside, uh, right, right up the gut and crunched him. Uh, another play where he fought through a chip, just showed some sweet bend around around the left tackle and like put a hit on the quarterback, whoever the hell was in at that point. Um, just I thought I thought Pay had a monster game, and I think that was the most uh, pressures by a rookie rookie this year. Um, he, what was it two weeks ago when when I kind of got on him a little bit? Like, I think the last three weeks or something. No, not last week because <laughs> last week he played better. Okay, yeah, two of the last three weeks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it is. Maybe he's just healthy now. I told you that. I told you that. Yeah, he looks good. He looks really good. Uh, okay, who's your underwhelming performance? Yeah, I think I think the I think the new plan of the show is we we split between Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase, and if they don't have over 100 yards, they're underwhelming performance. So I put Jamar Chase here, but I, he genuinely wasn't wasn't good. So I'll get it. I'll get to, I'll get into this. Six catches, 49 yards on 13 targets. Uh, had two carries for zero yards and a fumble. Uh, his first catch was just wide open on a slant. Good, good pickup. Really nice play. He looked explosive. Got him inside the 10. Very nice play. They gave it to him on an end around, and he he didn't get any yards. I think he lost yards, but they, they carried him to get back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, then on the third down on the goal line, so two plays later, uh, Chase ran a, a whip. 
and Ward just undercut it. 99-yard pick six. I'm not putting that on Jamar Chase at all. I'm just highlighting that play. Um, later in the game, Newsom had a really, really sweet PPU where Burrow just, like, chucked it deep to Chase. Chase had a step on Newsom. Newsom kind of just undercut it. Um, not a bad throw. Not, like, a terrible play by Chase. I thought he could have just made a little bit of a better play on the football. Great play by Newsom, though. Um, Burrow tried to throw, like, a, a, a deep back shoulder to Chase. Not an easy play. I don't expect him to make the play. AJ Green, just nice PBU. Um, again, I don't know, just a little more effort, I thought. Um, one time they hit him quick. Newsom was just right there, no yards after catch. Uh, then the other end around got no yards. And the next play right after that, uh, they just hit him right after the end around. Quick out, he fumbled. Helmet right on the ball. It's hard to, hard to give Chase shit for it. But again, underwhelming performance, not worst rookie or anything. A.J. Green makes the play again. Um, <laughs> like this one, I mean, I think there was a lot of plays. He wasn't that good. 13-12, they throw it to him short of the sticks on a drag. He's got some space. He got tackled one-on-one by Troy Hill. Actually, had a nice game, but regardless. Um, another play, Burrow went to him on a slant. Burrow probably shouldn't have. It was a little low. It was a little behind him. Denzel Ward had a fantastic game. Just kind of got his hand in there on it. Uh, just bounced up. Johnson intercepted it. So, like, really, it was Burrow bad, more bad than Chase was, but still underwhelming. But then, to this point at least, it wasn't like, you know, oh, God, you got to make that play, Chase, blah, blah, blah. Then the drop started happening. Uh, got open on a vertical route. Burrow put it on him in the end zone. Coverage is tight, but the ball went through his hands, right through his hands. Uh, should have been a touchdown. Could have been a touchdown. Uh, easy. Then again, open deep this time. Got a step on Newsom. Ball went right off of Sands. So that, those are like two huge plays. And the game was out of reach. But two huge game plays that he should have made. And at the very, very end of the game, he had another drop. But it was over. But still, it was a very, very catchable ball. So not an impressive performance, to say the least, from Jamar Chase. Um Disappointing. Underwhelming, Rob. I, I don't know what else to say. Again, Burrow wasn't good, but yeah. All right, from an SEC receiver to another one. Kadarius Tony. It was uh, just the Raiders gave him nothing. Uh, the Giants didn't didn't throw it. Like, he only had one target, which he caught for nine yards, but, like, he just wasn't really getting open. Um, they tried to scheme him some touches. Uh he got TFL'd and on a, on a double pass, which I pre the, the, the TFL was on a wildcat play and the, the, then they did a double pass and he got sacked every week. Um, I love that they, they let him throw it every single game. I, I respect that they're like committed to still manufacturing him touches, but yeah, he, he, there was, there was a guy, a rookie on the other side who played really well and did a good job on Tony, but uh, more on him in a bit, but yeah, it was just a very nothing game. Also, I'm going to say Najee Harris. I know the offensive line played poorly, but mm-hmm. Najee Harris does so little with such a huge workload. Um, yeah, I can't believe it, honestly. He's had two games where he's averaged four or more yards per carry. Um, he's had one 100-yard rushing performance. Now, he did have that 100-yard receiving performance where he had 19 targets. But, yeah, like, the Bears shut him down completely. He ran for 62 yards on 22 carries, three catches, 16 yards. He just doesn't break a lot of first contact. And again, the offensive line is playing poorly, but I don't know. It just comes back to not drafting a running back in the first round, especially if you have a bad offensive line. I think uh, he's, both... he's... Sorry, Rob. Yeah, go ahead. He's second in the league in, in rush attempts, by the way. 
I was about to say, I think we expected this amount of usage. Like, everyone expected him to get a shit ton of carries. I probably would have said I'd get this much targets, but I'm glad he is. But if you told me, like, he's struggling with this amount of, of touches, I'd be like, okay, the offensive line must be really, really, really brutal. They are bad, but like you said, it's him not doing anything with the ball. I would not have thought that. I love Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. It's time for him to start making some plays happen. Uh, who looks like a hit? Uh, the next running back drafted, Javante Williams, who we've been on a little bit. Uh, had his first 100-yard game, so I thought I had to give him some credit. And of course, we both loved him. Uh, had 17 for 111, and by the way, just to give you the Melvin Gordon update, he still had more carries but only got 80 yards on 21 carries. Uh, this time, four seven missed tackles, uh, seven, 64 yards after contact, and the big highlight was that six 38-yard run where he was getting tackled by three dudes. Just kept going, spun out of it, got some more yards. Also wanted to highlight that because he got a huge assist from friend of the show, Quinn Miners, who just kept pushing that pile, too. Williams kept his feet, and just they, they just kept going. I thought, I thought Miners had a pretty nice game, too. Um, but, yeah, it was just a bunch of chunk runs for, for Williams this game. Uh, like Not like... Not like 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 he's making incredible plays, but like twenty yards gained, saw the hole, went another run for like seventeen yards. Kind of like outside outside zone stuff was just really working easy for the Broncos. Uh, like off tackle, just easy stuff, well blocked. Uh, it was his first hundred yard game, like I said. The Good Morning Football narcs are jizzing all over his one run. Um, PFF loves him, like we've said for weeks and weeks. Uh, he's got the best like missed tackle percentage, like thirty seven percent. Um, I thought this was the game where it kind of came together for him, though. I, I thought he looked really good. And I'm glad that the split is more even. Like, if you're giving an even split between Gordon and, and Williams, I'm okay with that. Keep him fresh. Let um, him make the big plays. Yeah. So, just to put Najee Harris versus Javante Williams into some context here, mm-hmm. we, we it's not like Javante Williams is having some all-world type season. No. But Najee Harris has 55 more carries on the season than uh, Javante Williams for just 75 more yards. That's not great. No. No, it is not. And he's he's averaging a full .3 yards more carry. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, my looks like a hit is Cam Bynum. The Vikings safety. Out of Cal. Loved him. Loved, loved him. Loved moving him to safety from corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, got his first career start with Harrison Smith out. Played 100% of the snaps. 12 tackles. Had a, a, a wicked interception that really showed his catch radius off. And his ball skills. Um, made a, a lot of tackles on Lamar Jackson in the open field. This is a guy who played 100% of the snaps against the Baltimore Ravens after previously playing 9 defensive snaps total in 8 games. It's pretty I, just thought, I just thought it was a, such a huge... like. You didn't get picked on. A guy who has not been playing, thrown into the fire, and I thought he showed up. It showed out, and I, I hope to see him kind of find a role now. Especially against a team that's had a lot of success in the deep passing game. You know, like mm-hmm. Hollywood's been mm-hmm. getting deep and getting open. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big job for him. Right? That's a good pick. Who's looking like a miss? Okay, so it, it was a far from perfect debut by any means, but I thought Walker Little showed a lot of promise at left tackle for the Jags. Oh, uh, they took him 45th, so, you know, they expect him to turn into a long-term starter. I think we both said that's a bad pick. I had him 102, I believe. Uh, he played like a top 100 pick, for sure, especially in a tough matchup. Um, I thought overall he looked really patient. You mentioned kind of Eichenberg not getting to his landmarks. I thought Little looked really good. He just let the games come to him, got to his spots. 
Uh, flash some heavy hands. I think he had a couple of times where he put a guy in dirt in, in the pass in pass protection. Uh, solid in the run. Nothing to write home about, but consistently solid. I thought. Gave up a sack on third and eleven. Just kind of like stopped his feet. Got beat to the outside. Uh, the Jags kind of covered his ass. I think it was Trevor Lawrence that said uh, Little got stepped on. They tried to give him some credit. They've really talked him up this week. I, I, I noticed too. They've been really really happy with him. And that's even with the play that Lawrence did get hurt on. It was Little that made contact with him. But it wasn't a pressure. The ball was well out of Lawrence's hands, and it was kind of weird. Like, it looked very gentle, like I mentioned. And then, um, yeah, bathroom time. But anyways, I thought, like, he looked pretty good, like, in space. Um, had a couple uh, screen passes to his side where he got out, made some good blocks. Uh, had one or two really nice blitz pickups. Uh, Epineza did end up – he only got credit for one sack for some reason, but Epineza did get him on another one off play action. He looked didn't look great. But for a guy that I thought, like, I really expect – like, when I realized he was starting – I really expected to have him for like not ready to play or worse rookie or some other negative section. So for that c- consideration, I thought he was good. I thought he was pretty good. Okay, well here's here's a miss for us both maybe. Uh, Zavin Collins, there's just he has no role. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that, but he's pl- I, I don't know about this week, but I thought he's been playing solid. They just don't use him well. He he played three snaps. He played three snaps the what week the before. Yeah. Like they don't play him. He he his snap count has been pretty sporadic throughout the year. Like it's the first three weeks he played in the twenties. Then yeah. he played four. Then he played thirty four. Then he played sixteen. Then he played thirty two. Now he's six total defensive snaps the last two weeks. He also doesn't play on special teams. Um, I just don't understand if they just had no plan here. I think but so. that's kind of it felt like that last year with Isaiah Simmons who's now starting to yeah kind of come on so maybe I, I don't know maybe they're just taking it slowly because they have Jordan Hicks that's all reliable mm-hmm. and like Jordan Hicks isn't playing horribly or anything like the defense has been playing well so they don't have to throw Zayvon Collins into the fire but with a rare skill set like a Zayvon Collins you would think like you could find him some pass rush opportunities. They haven't at all. I know, and that's like Zayvon Collins is a guy that some people, some NFL teams apparently evaluated as <laughs> yeah. an edge rusher because he's six five two sixty, and it's just like I, I don't understand. But again, you can use the Isaiah Simmons example where he wasn't playing at all last year, or when he was, he wasn't playing very well, and now this year he's come on a lot more. So I don't know. It's just something to think about. Yeah, but I feel like at least with Simmons, maybe I'm misremembering, but they 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 got a little bit creative with him. They you did, know? they did as the season went on. I swear they used him as a pass rusher at times last yes, year. Yes, they did, and they're not with Zayvon Collins, and he, especially it makes you think with like Chandler Jones has been hurt, JJ yeah. Watt is now hurt. Yeah. Like, why not work Zayvon Collins in there somewhere? I don't know. Very strange. Yeah, I can't remember a single uh, blitz from Zayvon Collins this year. No. Um, but what I can remember is to tell you that Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make sure your first deposit is risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. If you want to go somewhere where questions are asked constantly, head on down to Spotify Greenroom, the live audio-only sports talk platform that's full of all kinds of 
green room hosts talking about all kinds of different things it's the best way to connect with those folks and talk about the topics you want to talk about download the spotify green room app free in the ios app store create a profile link your twitter join the group bring your spiciest takes too while you're at it um my spicy take two needs to step it ups are two defensive players who have shown flashes as rookies but have kind of been Net, not net negatives, but almost uh, for Adafi away, just disappeared. Yeah. His snap count went down against the Vikings, and he he did nothing. He was getting washed away. That, that Vikings offensive line, I thought, played pretty well. Um, and he, he hasn't done anything in a couple of weeks. And you talked about the pass rushers in this class, uh, and his snap count has dropped over... Since week five, it's it's gone down each week, hmm. um, and I don't know. You just kind of expect that that Ravens defense to be good, and it's not very good. Yeah. The offense carries them through games, and they need someone to step up as a pass rusher. And it was away for a couple of weeks early on, but it hasn't been since. Uh, also, Paulson Adebo was playing an okay game against the Falcons, and then essentially lost the game. Uh, the Saints had the lead. And it was 25-24, the closing minutes. And he let Corderell Patterson run just right by him down the sideline. And that set up the game-winning field goal. And that was just, that was tough to watch. And his, his snap count's been uh, a little sporadic since uh, the first four weeks when he was playing mm-hmm. all the snaps. Uh, that's interesting. I will give you uh, Terrace Marshall, who the Panthers off the line is... Uh, not off the line. It is too, but the offense is sputtering right now. Uh, their quarterback play is obviously abysmal. Uh, they just signed Cam today, uh, but yeah, like DJ Moore got hurt on Sunday. He might be back, but uh, they need someone like Terrace Marshall to step up. He he only had one target, didn't catch it uh, on thirty seven percent of snaps. Um, and if you remember, he was one of those like fantasy darlings in the summer where like. People in Dynasty Leagues were talking about big time, and he's really done nothing. And, yeah, he just came back from injury. He missed two games with a concussion. But even uh, without that, he has a total of 14 catches on 23 targets for 116 yards on the season, no touchdowns. Um, So just really nothing from Terrace Marshall. Also, just to add here on Carolina Panthers skill position rookies, I love to see them get Tommy Tremble involved, like, creatively at all. Like, there's no creativity there with Tremble. Um, He had, like, one... I think he had, like, two targets, caught a ball. Like, it was, like, a weird fumble play that wasn't a fumble. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think they're doing – Marshall needs to do more, and I think they just want should get Tremble involved more. Um, For not ready to play, I didn't have a clear guy. So, I went with a guy who just isn't playing. And it's Hunter Long. The Dolphins drafted him 81st overall. He's played 18 offensive snaps. Or, sorry, he's played just over 20 off or 30 offensive snaps but 18 week one two in week three nine in week six the dolphins tight ends against the texans the dolphins tight ends play a ton yeah against the texans gasecki played 79 percent of the snap, snaps Smythe played 60 shaheen played 48 why did they draft hunter long 81st overall mike gasecki's the best player in that offense yeah i don't know why they did like honestly and they're playing, obviously, we're doing this Thursday, we're doing this late. They're playing Baltimore tonight. They have struggled covering the tight end this year. Maybe this is a good spot to get Long involved, but no, I, I don't think at the time the pick made sense. Uh, maybe because he's a white tight end and they just collect them, 
but like I don't I don't no totally I don't I don't know why. Um, my not ready to play. I also didn't have a, a clear cut guy. Uh, my guy's a guy who's been playing a lot, and similarly to Javon Holland, he's around the ball a lot, but uh, not in a positive way this week. Uh, Elijah Molden on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, the the Titans had a really good game. Obviously, they controlled the game. Uh, Molden made a couple plays. Like he had eight tackles, but in coverage, like he was the one weak spot, and that's not a great secondary. But they played well, obviously. Uh, he allowed seven catches on seven targets, eighty-three yards. Uh, five of the fifteen first downs for the Rams came via Elijah Molden in coverage. Like I said, he's he's around the ball a lot, and it's been that way most of the year. But it's more, it's a lot more negative than in a positive way. Like so, like I think he's close, but I don't know. He needs to figure out stuff really, really badly right now. I still believe in the talent. I still believe he's a really good football player, but uh, he needs to figure it out. He's like Holland to a lesser extent and a lot less good play and worse, more or more worse bad play. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that's kind of the. I'll give you a, like a. Uh, can I give you like a? Never mind. No, no. Let's move on. Best day three, rookie. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the DB. Nate Hobbs, the Raiders' corner. He's been one of the most pleasant surprises yeah. of the season. Uh, the Raiders blitzed the hell out of him against the Giants. He had a sack, and he had a handful of pressures that just disrupted Giants' passing plays. Uh, he did a really good job on Kadarius Toney. Um, he, uh, he, he's a twitched-up dude who everyone thought would be a great special teams player, but he's turned into a very physical mm-hmm. and important piece to that defense because they're, I mean, they just had to cut Damon Arnett, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, totally. Also, uh, a shout out to Roy Lopez, the Texans rookie nose tackle. <laughs> he he he's he's gonna play for a while in this league. <laughs> Two point. Uh, <laughs> I got a similar shout out later. Actually, uh, my best day three rookie. Uh, he honestly would have been my top. Looks like a hit, but I had to give him this spot. Ramondre Stevenson, who had his big breakout, ten carries, sixty two yards. Uh, two carries, forty four yards. Only seventeen snaps. So like, every time he was on the field, he was getting the ball pretty much. Uh, his big reception was pretty sweet. It was play action to him. He just leaked out. Mac put it on him quick, and he had space and rumbled for 41 yards, broke a few arm tackles, uh, and then when he went down, he didn't go down easy. And then uh, they gave it to him on the next three snaps after that. The first one just out of shotgun, six yards, plowed ahead, good gain. Um, he On the next one, it was only a couple yards, but he had like that nasty stick juke that like he did at Oklahoma – that, like he doesn't look like he should be able to do because of his size. Do you remember that? Like mm-hmm. just did one of that, and that's, I think it's the first one I saw from him in the NFL. That was awesome. I love seeing that. Uh, and then the next play, they tossed him out to him. Um, kind of just a lot of running room there. And then he hit the DB with a sweet stiff arm and kind of rode him as he went out of bounds. And then uh, Damon Harris vultured the touchdown. But I think that was fun. Like they just gave him four straight touches like that. And honestly, like you felt all of his attempts. Like every time he touched the ball, he was doing something with that. Um, like he, he felt like he was breaking a tackle or making someone miss every single snap. Uh, honestly, I thought he was more impressive than Javante Williams. I, like I said, I said, I think he's the real looking like a hit. I just saved him for later because he, he was clearly the best day three rookie. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about Stevenson. Um, they're never going to give him the, the full workload, but this is fine. Like just keep working on like this and I'm happy. Uh, do you have a best undrafted or no? No. What is up this year? It feels like, like. You can't find anyone except for the Lions DBs. I cheated. Uh, Quincy Roche was drafted by the Steelers in the sixth round, but they cut him, so that feels like he's okay. undrafted for I'm the fi- Giants. Fine for it, because we don't have anyone to talk about. 
Uh, he had the game-winning strip sack. He played 72% of the snaps against the Raiders. He's carved out a legitimate role. He's played more snaps each week. He um, He's had an impact play yep. in each of the last three games. He Good. looks like he looks like he at minimum is a third pass rusher for he, most teams. He's making AJ look smart, who had him like one fifteenth or one seventeenth, something like that, on the board. He's making the Steelers look stupid, though. It's double win for me. Um, this is a guy that's making us both look smart and making old Bill Belichick look smart for my uh, my rookie who flashed. My first and foremost big breakdown here: Christian Barmore, who I think we mentioned a lot, but. Uh, statistically, I think he had one tackle assist and two <laughs> PDs. Um, so, first of all, he got the pressure that caused the J.C. Jackson pick six. Like, they credited him with him, but, like, it wasn't super impressive. He was kind of unblocked and chased Mack outside. Then Drew on close, and Darnold threw it right at J.C. Jackson. Um, his, his first uh, uh, knockdown was uh, nearly an interception. The linebacker dropped it, so he almost created another interception. Just in general, though, I think his motor is fucking awesome. He's chasing plays to the sideline. He had one, remember I mentioned the weird tremble uh, fumble that I think they blew forward progress on or whatever? That was like a big pileup on the sideline, and he just chased it down, like jumped on the whole pile. <laughs> it was so goofy. I loved it. Uh, his hands are really heavy. Like, sh- that shows up big against the run. Multiple times where he's stacking and shedding. Uh, like, I swear to God, he, he made tackles. I don't know what the fuck the ESPN is doing. Uh, one nice play I saw, he was engaged with the block. And the ball was coming to his hole. Uh, the ball carrier, I should say. The tight end came down and kind of hit him while he was engaged. Which I swear it's not supposed to, it was supposed to be a penalty, but I guess he didn't go low. Uh, he kept his balance and then came back to make the play on the ball carrier, which I thought was a fantastic. He, he's doing it both against the run and against the pass. Because um, his other PBU, he just walked the guard right back into Darnold's lap uh, and then got his hand up. Like as he released, it was it was a great play. It was nearly a sack too. Every single play, I feel like he's a handful, and they just stick him wherever they need him to. He plays all over the front. And I was reading some quotes, and Bel- Belichick gave him a huge shout-out, so he seems to love him. I, I I don't know, man. He was really good. I think he what he, he got credit with three hurries uh, and had two run stops and those, those two bad passes. Um, I think Barmore is going to be, like, a fixture on this Patriots front for a decade. And, like, he obviously has so much upside, too. Even if he doesn't, if this is his floor, he's just going to be a – like a really, really, really good football player. I'm excited for the upside, but if this is his floor, he's going to be really fucking good. He's Ty Warren 2.0. Pretty much, yeah. I think I think that was his like his um, like pressure record that he broke or whatever. Floor, floors Ty Warren, ceiling Richard Seymour. Accurate, correct. Uh, I'll, I'll throw a couple of rookies. Uh, Rashad Bateman, five catches for 52 against the Vikings. Just feels like every time there's a third down, he picks up a first. He's becoming Lamar's trustworthy... Um, move the chain guy mm-hmm. to, to compliment Mark Andrews as like the true go-to guy in Hollywood as the big play guy. Uh, I thought Marco Wilson played really well against the 49ers. He just looks like a solid NFL starting corner. Uh, Pete Werner didn't play a ton of snaps against the Falcons, but every time he was in there, he was making stuff happen against the run. He had a big TFL too. He, he's been very impressive. I wish he was getting to play a little bit more, but We'll see. Uh, and Jalen Phillips had a nice bounce back game. He had, I, I counted three-ish or so pressures. They're playing him inside too. I like that. Which, which was cool. Yeah, they get him, Van Ginkle, and Ogba on the field together, and they, they put him on the inside, which was interesting. And he uh, he helped force an interception too. Um, but 
just the energy he was playing with, I thought thought was pretty impressive. Can I just say, like, I think Ogba is like one of the most underrated players in the league. So yeah, good. That, that 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 feels accurate. Uh, I'll give you two more because I hey I mentioned Greg Newsom plenty when I talk about Jamar Chase, but I want to give him his own credit. He was just awesome, so sticky. I think he's not getting enough credit too. Uh, we've been giving him plenty, but he's been great. I mentioned that great PBU he had earlier. Um, he had another one just on uh, fourth down where Burrow chucked it deep to Higgins. And, like, Higgins kind of had him posted up, and, like, that's Higgins' is bread and butter. And he kind of just, like, got around him, kind of just brought him to the ground hard and forced incompletion. And I think he had a fantastic ball game. And just one more that um, we didn't mention earlier. But Michael Carter is just so much fun to watch right now. He's running his ass off. Had, uh, like, eight, almost, I think, like, 90 yards total. Almost 90 yards total. Uh, that one catch for 37 yards. I just want to give him the shout-out here, too, because he's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where, Rick. I'm going to go with Talanoa Hafanga. He's playing so much for the 49ers. I'm Is shocked. He? That's awesome. I haven't watched the he's Niners played, in weeks. He's, he's played two straight weeks. He's played 100% of the snaps. What um, fuck? Now, against the Cardinals, like you could tell where he is limited athletically, and that, <laughs> that hurt him a couple times. But he's also flying all over the field. He's always around the football. I thought he looked... When, when the play is in front of him, he's making it. Um, now, coverage is a little bit tougher, but I, like I like him as a box safety for them right now. I love that, though, because like, they need someone to give them a shot in the ass. And and he feels like he's a guy that obviously always brings the fucking energy and always around the football. I like that. Um, I'm going to go out west uh, in terms of college, too. Uh, you know who's playing well? And I feel like every time he's on the field, he's just doing his job. It's Kyrus Tonga for the Bears. He's just a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, like, he looked good last week, too. Yeah, he's just not getting moved. He's making some plays. He's only played 15 snaps against the Steelers, but like he's useful. Like, he's got his role. You knew what it would be uh, coming out of BYU. I thought like like he, he, he had some pass rush flash last year at, in college, but like you didn't expect that too much in the NFL. But uh, he's useful, and he's doing his job. And I, I, I just want to give him a shout-out. Uh, okay, finally, my start the rook. A guy who was starting and hasn't played in a while. Dio, Mor- Dio Lenoir. I can't say his full name. Dio Lenoir. Um, so he played 98, 97, and 71% of the snaps the first three weeks. He has played zero snaps since then. He plays zero special team snaps since week fifteen or since week five. And the, the he what he did in those three weeks, it was just so much better than what I've seen the 49ers corners do recently. Um, the Cardinals obliterated the outside guys. And I I don't know. I don't understand why he just has zero role all of a sudden. He, Weird. He had his ups and his downs, but like he, he looked solid at times. And I don't know. I, I'd like to see him play more against this Rams receiver core that I know OBJ is not going to play this week, but still, Cup, Woods, Jefferson, they need Lenoir's feistiness out there. I like that. I'm going to give you two running backs. Um, first, Kenneth Gainwell. For the love of God, I don't want to see Jordan Howard anymore. He's not playing bad, but like Kenneth Gainwell has shown some big time flashes this year, and now like you're getting him two touches in a game when your your real RB one is still out, and like it's back to back weeks. He had like 12 last week, but it, he, they didn't go to him until the fourth quarter when the game was out of hand. So like he's be, really way behind Howard and Scott right now. And I don't know why, and it's just fucking extremely lame, and it's annoying me. I want to see Kenneth Gainwell because he's a good football player. Second, on a different note, David Montgomery came back this week, and he looked good. But why so little Khalil Herbert? The only time Herbert really touched the field would be when they'd run uh, Wildcat with Montgomery, like as the Wildcat quarterback, and they'd line up Herbert beside him. 
it was like kind of a Herbert Mooney Montgomery Wildcat thing. They yeah. did it like, uh, I want to say they did it three or four times, but that was kind of the only time Herbert was on the field. With how good Khalil Herbert is, has looked, and with Montgomery obviously just coming back from injury, and you look at I love Dave Montgomery, but why was that not more of a like even 60-40 split? He only had four carries, uh, Herbert did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, just going forward, I would like to see Herbert get a little bit more, especially with how well, good he's looked. Yeah, I just don't understand why, like, you wouldn't ease Montgomery back. In, or like, That's what I mean, yeah. Like, not even ease him back into it, but just most NFL teams rotate their running backs <laughs> other, other, other than the Steelers. But, I don't know, it seems strange. Yeah, like, Montgomery had 13 carries, Herbert had four, and no one other, like, Fields had eight, but, like, you know what I mean? No other running backs had, and Mooney had the touchdown, but no other running backs had any carries. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, again, he was so good for you. Uh, Dobbins was working well when he was getting carries. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, like you said, just maybe split them, especially with Montgomery coming back from injury. Anyways. Well, good work.